let the light work through you. So if we go back to, you know, in giving messages or doing intuitively what we know feels right for us, if we go back that we are, you know, doing this for service or to try to help or to make a difference, it changes the whole energy of it instead of us walking a tightrope. Hello, and welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast. My name is Tina Conroy. I am so grateful you are here. As a professional intuitive medium, Reiki master, and yoga teacher, my intention is to explore intuition so you can gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. I honor your spiritual growth. Thank you for listening. Today on the podcast, I am delighted to bring back my beautiful mentor and friend, psychic medium, Tina Powers. Tina Powers is a former news anchor and reporter who now works as a professional medium and receives psychic messages. As she laughingly says, it's reporting for the other side. Sensitive since childhood, Tina felt the presence of people who had crossed over, but the intuitive information became a much more powerful force after she made the decision to leave the harsh reality of television news. Tina lectures on intuition and holds private sessions with clients at the world-renowned Miraville Resort in Arizona. Her clientele is vast, from the walks of life, from business leaders, celebrities, and she spans the globe. Her warmth, infectious laugh, and incredible ability to help people connect with a higher vibration enables them to lead happier lives. I am blessed to bring Tina Powers back on the podcast. I met Tina back in 2013, and it is my utmost beautiful pleasure to speak with her today. She has been an inspiration for me, a friend, a mentor, a colleague, and I know you will love this conversation as much as I loved creating it for you. All her information is below. Welcome, Tina, to The Intuitive Woman. I am so delighted. I am beaming from ear to ear to have you on and have you back. I am so excited to be here. I know you had me as a guest long ago. I know you and I have had parallel life paths. You're the other Tina. No, I'm teasing. (laughs) (laughs) I have a friend who's Tina. We go, are you the other Tina or you're the other Tina? So I'm really grateful to be having this conversation. And then also, you know, with COVID in the last couple of years, it's so heartwarming, you know, to be connecting with you again. I love it. I love it. I I feel like a like a little child, like having my teacher, having my mentor, someone that I look up to really here on the podcast, because I don't know if you, you know, so many people you impact and you have such a way, such a beautiful way of impacting so many people. And the first time we spoke was back in 2013 on the phone. You actually gave me a wow. reading. And I don't know if I ever shared this with you, that reading, believe it or not, only recorded one side. Oh, only you and not me. It was the strangest thing, right? But you always said, right. But you always said there's a reason. And I obviously believe there's a reason. And wow, just always, you know, it's everything is very synchronistic and this planning. And I remember when practice was opening the center, 
than it is now. And you did this beautiful gallery reading and you were, you know, I was just mesmerized by your beauty and your messages of hope and healing. And I remember you being in that room and I'm going to be there tomorrow night. And so what a crazy, crazy thing, because I remember one crazy moment I had a thought and I said, I think I might be able to do that. And I thought, what the heck? What was that? And I kind of shoot it away for many years until here we are now. So, and look at here we are. And, you know, and you're doing it. I love this so, so much. I'm, you're, it's going to be fabulous, by the way, your gallery readings. And I'm sure you're going to do many, many more. And I learned, you know, as we stand there authentically in ourselves and just opening up to spirit or opening up to whatever we're receiving, that um, a very uh, cool mentor of mine said, let the light work through you. And that kind of freed me, you know, and then I had another teacher who, because there are teachers all along the way that said, Tina, for as right as you can be, don't be afraid to be wrong. Because this is what I know so far, and this is what I'm receiving. So it gives more freedom. Yeah, but I'm thrilled uh, for you and you, uh, your social media platform and everything you're doing in the world and encouraging people with their own gifts. It's it's amazing to watch. Well, thank you. I want to I want to go back because I, I have had you on the podcast, but it feels like it's been quite a while. So we have new listeners all the time. So mm-hmm. Take us back a little bit to your origin story, how you how you got to be and do uh, this beautiful work. First of all, I believe that we're all born with gifts, right? And that we're sort of, uh, well, maybe we are very socialized out of it. For me as a little kid, I was always feeling people around or maybe seeing something and super sensitive, always called you're so sensitive. <laughs> like I am, like it was a bad thing, right? So I ended up, I think my guide said, you know what, we're going to put you in a newsroom <laughs> and you're going to be around a lot of egos and um, a lot of stress. And, you know, you're going to learn how to handle yourself in a really difficult environment. I loved news reporting. So I was a news reporter. Uh, I was a news anchor also. I start. I didn't start off that way though, straight out of school. I was more a production assistant grabbing coffee and then learning to be an assignments editor. And I found, you know, as we look at our lives, there's this thread through all of it. There really truly is of, you, you can see along the way, the path, it was always communication right? So I was telling stories. I'll tell you, I'd much rather report what they're saying over there than what they're saying here. Because <laughs> <laughs> right? it's kind of crazy, you know, and, and it's, it, it's more peace oriented. And obviously they're speaking from a higher vibration. You know, the earth is 3D, right? And so it's polar opposite land of, you know, North Pole, South Pole. Um, so for me, uh, you know, I realized every, everyone has a story and every story is important. And I loved writing. So in the market I was in, I got to write a lot of my own stories. I got to meet a lot of really amazing people. And I think at the time when you're in your twenties, you don't realize so much. I mean, my very first press conference, because there was nobody else to send was Robert Redford. Uh, He was campaigning and he was green before everybody else 
before it was cool now. So they're always pioneers and people way ahead. And I remember sitting there going, I can't believe Robert Redford's right in front of me, you know? And um, uh, I found out from, you know, we learned something from everybody. He knew I didn't know what I was doing and I was just learning and he was kind to me. He was very respectful. And uh, I learned that the real pros are the people that are really in their body and confident in themselves are really, they're usually very kind and they're, they're much more teachers, you know, and I met Rosa Parks. Uh, that was incredible. Um, she was at, you know, the airport and I got to interview her about, you know, I learned from her you know, that one person can make such a difference. She just said she was too tired to move, but there's nothing more important than an idea whose time has come. So everybody else kind of, when it's time, everybody goes on to a thought form. And then, you know, we have the civil rights movement go into full. So, and then I would be with a homeless person and, um, you know, that maybe was living paycheck to paycheck and the shelter wouldn't let their dog in or, or something, you know, horrible like that. We could put that on the news and put a call to action that this was the only angel being that this person had. And so there needed to be changes in the way that we were caring for people that were falling in between, rather in between the cracks. So I was very grateful um, to have all of that. And then of course the news became much more negative. It became about what's wrong. Like negativity is contagious. And so is positivity. I think, you know, we I... need to know about things, but, um, it was a little boy on the other side that changed my life because I was called to a drive-by shooting. And, you know, as a reporter, you see a lot of, um, parts of humanity that are, it's really, really difficult. Um, and it's, it's traumatic. And so I remember in that moment witnessing his father come on the scene. And at that moment, I felt ashamed to be a reporter. I felt like I wasn't part of a solution. And I ended up really going over to grief counseling, but actually it's this little boy. I sat with the man all night. You know, he asked me to please promise not to uh, go back and follow him or bother him um, or do what reporters do to chase the story. And uh, that's where I woke up. I just had a moment where I was like, I, I, I think my time here is done. And wow. when that happened um, from when I was little, hearing, seeing and sensing, and also the focus of news and storytelling and also having to do about five things at once, I think it helped open my perception. But that didn't really happen until my 30s from, you know, I always felt things, but it didn't really, you know, really open up until I got out of news. So would you say that that was your, I mean, I'm sure there's many spiritual awakenings, people will say that term along the way, but would you say that was your big wake up call, that moment where you felt deep in your heart and soul that you weren't going to share this story and that you were going to savor this little boy's memory for his dad. Right. Well, you know, I would say that was a moment that I, yes, I became uh, an integrity with myself and where, you know, sometimes just deciding something in the spur of the moment and giving your word means more than anything. And there's no fear around that. And I'd say that's what, what really happened. We did go on the air with the story, but he didn't want me to follow him around. And, and that's what I agreed to. 
Um, and, and yes, it was a, it was a, certainly a moment of demarcation from that career. I went back to the newsroom and I certainly was not popular because they said, <laughs> we're going to send you back out to a candlelight vigil. And I'm, and I'm saying, no, I promised, um, you know, the father of, of, of this beautiful 13 year old boy who just passed that I would not follow him. So my word was more important than my job at that moment. Wow. You know, it's such a powerful story, but I'm I'm also finding and following the links that you said, you know, that all the threads of our, our life and all the things that we've done, you know, lead us and follow the breadcrumbs to where you are. And you are always in this communication field, right? right. Now you're communicating with the other side and being the messenger. So I know there was probably a period of time from making that shift from the newscaster newsroom to being a medium. What, what was that path? What was it? Was there, did you look for more development? Did you absorb yourself in books? Like what was that time? Because right now that I'm finding, and you've known me for a long time and I would, you know, hide behind my angel cards. You would call it angel readings because it felt safe, you know, and then of course, angels like that for sure. Of they, course. They and then, that. yeah. And I would do that, but then I'd have people, Zed people coming through and I was like, uh, what do I do with that? And I remember you, I remember saying to you early on, I said, well, what am I going to do? I'm, you know, doing this reading and all of a sudden I think there's a father, you know, a father. And she goes, you said, honey, you're a medium. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Did I I remember it so clearly. You just said, honey, you're a medium. I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm not. Because that was the scariest thing of all. To me, that was so scary. Not, not scared of being a medium of like spooky scared. Right. I was scared that I would not say the right thing or or have the person be healed or mess up the translation. And right. even now, you know, it's being the messenger. But I remember you clearly saying that it took me, of course, another like seven years to actually own it. But when you were going through that, once you kind of, what was that? Was it a, was it a development path for you? Did you just slowly do it? You know, everyone kind of asks these questions for origin because I think, you say it very clearly. We're all born with these beautiful gifts and worth with these beautiful abilities. Right. Um, and there's always two chains of thought. Some people say no, some people say yes. So right. how was it for you? So when that happened, when I came back to the newsroom, I knew that it wasn't, um, you know, it looked like I grew three heads, right? They're like, what do you mean? No. And, um, so immediately I, I went, I remember calling a friend of mine who had a radio station and it was like a seventies, uh, classic rock morning show. Uh, and I called him and I said, do you have any openings? And they said, yeah, we have a morning show opening. And I, I said, I, if, if, if you'll have me, I'd love this. So, so I took a job in radio, uh, and everybody was like, oh my gosh, Tina just went crazy. What happened to her? She just took a demotion. And I was like, how is that a demotion? Um, it's all communication. It's all different forms of communication, but because a news anchor was sort of, um, I guess, 
you know, maybe in the public, a coveted position um, of authority, they were like, oh, and I'm, <laughs> so I was like, no, this is, um, this gives me a moment. And it was also very serendipitous. And music is the fifth dimension. We're in the third dimension. That's why there was a group uh, called the fifth dimension. I think they did the age of Aquarius and all right, sorts of right. So I would work from about five in the morning till about 10 a.m. And although I was exhausted, <laughs> exhausted, um, you know, I would go to when they, that's when they had Barnes and Noble, um, big bookstores. And I would go there. I, I would read everything I could uh, because I was always interested in the mystical. And I always knew from a young age, there was something more than what I was just seeing with my eyes. I could feel it. I knew, I just knew had a knowing. I didn't know that was called claircognizance, right? So I would read every book I could get my hands on, near death, astrology, um, you know, life after life. John Edward was really popular. He had a show called Crossing Over. Right, yes. Oh, wow, yes. how brave is this? So I was very interested because I had felt... Um, people in my room, you know, since I was a child. So um, I think paying attention to that, like quantum physics, you know, it starts to replicate more in your life what we're feeding, right? So then all of a sudden, my mother hands me this book called The Artist's Way. Mm. And I look at that book and it's a 12 step for recovering your creativity, for being more in serendipity. Um, and I thought, I need to find out about this. Now, I want to backtrack a little bit because I think she actually gave it to me because I remember calling from the newsroom. It was so long ago, the number on the back. So I think I had checked it out a while ago. And anyways, I remember calling the number and, and the guy going, Nave, his name was Nave. And I'm like, so Julie is teaching and what is this course about and blah, blah, blah. And then I started to go into logic. I don't know how I can get there. What am I going to do? How do I get to Taos? And he goes, figure it out. And he just hangs up on me. Oh, wow. Wow. I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, well, that's rude. And then I thought, <laughs> like, I guess I got to figure it out if I want to go. So I grabbed my mom, who was wonderful, and we drove to New Mexico. And I thought, I've got to meet this Julia Cameron. She was married to Martin Scorsese. She was a world-class writer. And she had said in this book that her guides gave her the marching orders to write this book. Wow. So like I'm in between here. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do next, but I I do I do feel that I'm supposed to do something and be of service. So I meet Julia, then I meet what turns out to be my teacher for she was a psychic and a medium but and um that she did a tarot reading for me and I was I because I was a little bit afraid um because I was like, is this going to be negative? Is somebody going to tell me something? Sure, right. Complete opposite. It lifted me. It helped uh, validate. I, I said, this is amazing. So uh, Rhonda Fleming, she's in that book mentioned by Julia, became um, my teacher for probably 20, 25 years. And so when you start, not to be corny, but following the yellow brick road. Right, right. <laughs> next it comes and not overthinking it too much. You know, once I started doing that course, it's a great course to start from because it really opens you. Um, and it has you writing and it has you going back to where you did creative U-turns maybe in your life of what you really loved. Um, you know, who were the crazy makers possibly, uh, because we all have them. <laughs> 
who we start to doubt ourselves. So I would credit that book and that journey as like a real demarcation point. Somehow I ended up uh, outside of um, Indianapolis at a place called Camp Chesterfield. Oh, wow. I know that. Well, I know the name very well. I just went to Lilydale not that long uh-huh. ago, a couple That's of weeks like ago. Sister. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Lilydale May West was a big proponent. You saw her picture out there probably. Did you yeah, see that? Yeah. Um, because she was really into um, that in the 1800s, 19, early 1900s of what we were doing and believed in it fully. And I'm sure she had gifts herself. So anyways, I end up at this Camp Chesterfield and I stop and I, I'm on the way there with my then mother-in-law and they go, oh, you mean that devil place? <laughs> And I said, of course, I'm pretty sure it's a spiritual center of light. The Dalai Lama <laughs> there. So anyways, we laugh, we find it. And there's this church on property. And I grew up Catholic. I went to Catholic school. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I've, I, and, and then I always say I'm Jewish because I love, <laughs> <but> I, <laughs> I was in Israel and I'm like, I know this place. I, I love it. Uh, you know, it's all so wonderful. I think we've all been many, many of us, uh, we learn in every way. Right. And then, uh, and then we go somewhere where we spiritually all meet. Anyways, they had a church service there and they're talking, dead people are talking to the mediums. And I didn't even know what they call it platform reading there. So everybody's getting these amazing messages. And um, my ring gets read. Psychometry is where, you know, I put my ring in a basket. They do all sorts of demonstrations of the spiritual world and life after life. And so my ring gets picked. It's like one of the last ones. All these people are crying about their messages. And she reads mine, the medium. She goes, I guess you're going to school. And I said, (laughs) really? That's my message? I mean, I'm like thinking, I'm like looking around, like, is there? And she goes, well, you're going to school. And she drops my ring back in the basket. At the end of the service, they said, there's a seminary here. And you can learn about mediumship, clairvoyancy. And it's for the next 10 days. So I stayed. Oh, I love that. So it was like one thing after the next just kept opening up and I kept just taking a risk um, and exploration. And um, but believe me, when I did my first phone reading for a woman who lost her son, I had known she had lost her son and I was very afraid to do it because I didn't want to hurt anyone. I also didn't want to give her misinformation. And that's when a a friend, and I'll repeat it, said, let the light work through you. So if we go back to, you know, in giving messages or doing intuitively what we know feels right for us, if we go back that we are, you know, doing this for service or to try to help or to make a difference, it changes the whole energy of it instead of us walking a tightrope. Right. that was the first time I got on the phone. I just said prayers. I asked for anything that would help that she would know that her son, you know, existed in another realm. And, and he says to me, I hate the ugly orange shag carpeting. I hear that. And, my <laughs> very loud. and I'm like, okay, now am I losing it? <laughs> Do I repeat this? And then I learned at Camp Chesterfield to leave my ego at the door and give what I get because it's in the small details, especially in mediumship, that is the proof, right? So I said, you know, this sounds really odd, but he hates the ugly orange shag carpeting. And 
she sits there. I don't hear anything. I'm like, great. She's in Philadelphia. I'm in Arizona. And then she goes, I'm standing on it. Wow. She said, he told me this all the time and I know it's him and we're in. And so that's when I realized, okay, I just got to let go of my fear of being wrong and, and, and more go with, um, wanting to help. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. And I, I'm listening to you and I'm just nodding my head because every time I do a reading and it's, it's that same thing, get what you get, stay, you know, get yourself out of the way. I try to get Tina brain out of the way and, and really connect. And, and it's, that's the, when the magic happens. And when you right. say, sometimes I say the craziest things just like that, similar to that. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but when I don't say it and then I go, Oh, right. It yeah. was right there because it's, it's us not, even though I know I'm the messenger, I'm doing the best of the translation. We want the healing, you know, there's this, all this energy going on, but I always remind myself like you did. And I think you've always really helped me is, you know, just get out of the way and just, you know, mm -hmm do the mm -hmm. work, do the work. Um, but it is, it takes a lot. I said, this is not an easy job. You know, like I, and nobody, my, my poor family doesn't get it. You know, I'll come downstairs and they're like, Oh, you're like, I'm like, oh, I have this thing tomorrow night. And my daughter's like, Oh, stop mom. You're going to be great. You're going to be great. I'm like, yeah, I'll be throwing up four times, but I'll be fine. You know, because well, I, will she be in the audience? No, of course not. Okay. She'll be out. <laughs> She'll okay. be somewhere else. But she wait you know, until she sees what you're really doing. Aw, yeah, it is like no, they're cute. Walking a tightrope in a way. Yeah. But you yeah. know what? We're given a grace. Um, when when and I mean that collectively, when any of us stand out in a in a way to try to help, to serve, to ease somebody else's pain, we're given a grace to do that. Um, I remember being around, was it like, I don't know, I think there were 200 a couple hundred people there. And I got the name Jeffrey. And this woman stands up and said, Jeffrey's my son. And so then I, he keeps telling me through a block of thought that she put something uh, in her purse that has handwriting on it and that, um, that it's in her purse. And so she's standing there in front of 200 people going, no, 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 mm -mm. And, I, and, and so he's like really staying on me going, she did, she did. So I said, well, he says you did. And so finally I moved on. Thank goodness I'm given, you know, and by grace, I mean, lifted up. And so I'm not in their energy field of doubt or fear or whatever it is. Sure. Um, and so we moved on afterwards. I was signing a book and all of a sudden this woman comes up and she's just crying and she takes out this handkerchief that says Barbara on it. It's embroidered and throws it in front of me and says, I put this in my purse this morning. I forgot that I did that. I thought you were so wrong. Mm. And I just wanted you to know that he, this is the last gift he gave me. That's and beautiful. so of course, who I was with goes, couldn't she done that in front of the two? I know, of course, of course. And then I, thought, well, <laughs> I think it was a, a learning for me to give what I get and that, um, and to then to release it uh, because uh, it was for her. She was so sure I was wrong that when she discovered it, it really, um, the faith came in full force for her. Sure, sure. You know, that makes me think a little bit now in the career that you, you're so international and, and really there must be such a, a long wait list for you. 
and I know between doing readings, um, teaching, uh, platform on Zoom or in person, what would you say? Where do you feel as your career has, you know, kind of evolved? Where do you feel like you are now? Are are you do you like teach? I mean, I know you love it all, and you're serving spirit and spirit will put you right. where you need to be, but. Do you feel yourself moving in a different direction or do you feel yourself teaching more or where where are you right now? Because now it's been, you have quite a, quite a famous, famous kind of path. You know, so many people are really, you must have a very long wait list and I know you're still at Miraval, right? So you're there. Well, one... Yeah, I love, I love Miraval. Um, it's a great place because in doing this work, we can tend to be, it's not that we're alone, but it can be, you know, isolating or you're, you know, in a certain way. So there's a community of healers there and, and it's always fun, um, you know, to be with other healers. And, and that's a whole serendipitous story in itself of Miraval, because I saw the press kit for Miraval when I was still in news. And I said, what's this? And wow. then I was doing a telethon for the Children's Miracle Network um, uh, in the Arizona affiliation. And somebody hands me, I said, I'm going to Chicago. They hand me this name and number and said, call, call this man, Bill. Uh, he will help you with work there. So I get there. I call Bill. He's the one that built Miraful. Wow. Oh, I never knew that. How exciting. Yeah. So, so it feels like it was, um, you know, it was a destiny point, certainly for me. So I still like that. I'm, I'm there probably, uh, four days out of the month and uh, four or five, and then do a workshop there. Um, and I still love the one-on-one readings are always wonderful. And I know you, you find this as well, because you really get to work with somebody and, and hopefully um, offer, there's nothing like a private reading, I think. Um, and, you know, as far as the Zoom and and I work with the Helping Parents Heal, uh, we were just in uh, Scottsdale. Um, there was probably, there were 900 parents who'd lost children and then it was Zoomed around the globe. And, you know, the part of grief that um, isn't, isn't dealt with, um, in regular grief counseling, you know, would be us, the mediums. So if they can get some evidence, it's a really big deal for them. And perhaps they'll want to stay here on the planet, you know? So, so I, I find myself, you know, really going back also toward television again, um, you know, and, uh, really, you know, working with some people to put together some shows that, um, you know, would also benefit, do stories on, on people like you, Tina, and that are doing things in the world, um, to, to help make it better. You know, I, I know that some people tell me, oh no, they only want loud in Hollywood and they only want this and that. I said, well, maybe that's what Hollywood wants, but I think people really want in their soul, especially after COVID and, all the odd things that are going on that seem, you know, uncertain, or it just seems like a very historic time, you know, all the big planets are hitting at this time. I mean, we are in a really big transformation. So we have the opportunity to really step into our power, um, as healers and, and, and collectively. So, uh, I'm working on, you know, getting a TV show on air that would, you know, be the journey to the story, um, much like the news, but in a spiritual way, but that would oh, I love that. That's so, so exciting. That's- 
Yeah. So, so we're working on that boy. It takes a lot to get a show going, but you know, we're making progress and, uh, but that's, and I'm also open to where I'm called with spirit. However, it, uh, you know, I've talked to my guys, I said, okay, so I have this television, you know, being an anchor is, you know, that was, that was a, pretty intense job. Uh, and then working in mediumship, I'd love to put them together in a new unique way to put out in the world. That's beautiful. I love that. I'm so excited. Well, you know, I will be tuning in and beating breath and sharing, sharing, sharing <laughs> anything you do, because I'm the, I'm a big supporter of you. Love, and, love, love. And That's likewise exciting. with you. Yeah. I love that you know, you touched upon this and and I've noticed this too. And it it's, it's something to really speak about is as we're, we've been through a really, I don't even think we realize what we've been through with the mm-hmm. pandemic. Mm-hmm. And there's still a lot of hurting and hurt mm-hmm. and loss and disconnect, um, isolation. A lot of people have turned to many, um, you know, not so good things. Sure. However, on the flip side, mm-hmm. um, I have seen such a rebirth or a reconnect. Um, I've seen so many people that have uh, attended my Reiki classes and gotten certified for self-Reiki that have turned to meditation, that have turned to development, that are developing themselves, mindset work, uh, yoga, you know, all of this. So I I really see this, you know, the Aquarian age, right? Of this this bringing on. Um, I was also, when we entered COVID, I was able to, kind of do classes with teachers that I could have never, you know, I couldn't have flown to the UK. So right. there was this right. availability, right? There was availability. Right. right. And this is so exciting. This is so exciting because it's giving this opportunity for everyone that has been doing the work and light workers to kind of rise up and then to have, you know, more really in this non-judgment place and really support. So I, I kind of, as you're talking, I can, you know, for me, I'm all that, that visual, right? right I, you right. know, I love the seeing. And so I see the coming together of you for the television and merging your work and, and getting those good stories out there. And, oh, it's just, it's exciting. It's exciting. I see it. <laughs> oh, good. I'm so glad. I'm going to have to, I was going to say, I'll have to call you for a reading. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. Oh my gosh. I love so that great. you see that. And, and yes, I think, you know, certainly when everything changed, I mean, I'll never forget that day that all of a sudden it was like, wow, the world stopped. And wow. Um, there are a lot of things that seem out of our control. What's in my control. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that we all became like, we slowed down for a moment, right. And the waters got clear. I marveled. I'm like, even the people who commit crime are afraid to get COVID. So it's quiet. Like for two, it didn't seem to be because I had been in the news, like even, you know, there was there, people were not committing crimes. Like they were there. Everybody was inside. So, um, it became, in, you know, who's important, what's important that, that, you know, I remember when I first started working from home, people were like, why would you want to work from home? Like, that's so weird. And then, you know, now everyone's like, oh, 
do I have to go to an office? I'd rather stay <laughs> at home and go on Zoom or connect in, you know, uh, like we learn to operate in a different way. And then we also, I think, came to a point inside, although we did get to binge watch a lot of television, at least I did. Um, there were some good series like to catch up on, but also looking at what does my heart want to do? You know, right, right. what really matters and who really matters and we, I think we, you know, of course, you know, some people might've fallen into addiction. That could be an easy thing, you know, to escape. But I think a lot of people also went, wow, I'm feeling out of balance. And how do I get more in balance? And actually became like you were talking about, like, you know, more centered right. in their power. So, you know, we can never, you know, well, the more of us that turn up our lights right inside and become in our, you know, in our in our own power and, and even with our higher selves, then, then things start to shift and change, right? Absolutely. More light. I mean, you walk into a dark room, you flip on the switch and there's no more dark. So the right. more people that get, um, you know, that, that are really asking questions about their own evolvement, about what makes them happy, um, you know, and, um, and, and giving themselves permission to not be perfect, because let's face it, that's what stops a lot of people. You know, uh, Picasso said, and I love to say this, or at least I believe I read that um, it takes a long time to grow young again. Mm. So, so say somebody has some artistic abilities and then they judge it, you know, and, and they go, well, I'm not really that good. I'm not, I don't know. And then, you know, little kids are like, hey, look what I did. Look what I look what I put on here, you know, and and we're excited about it. Like, didn't fall into the self judgment or allowing other people to define, you know, our experiences. And when we came here for the challenge, we did, you know. There, like I was mentioning before, there's polar opposite. There's love. There's perceived hate. You know, we learn on this playground of where we stand in it, and then and then we rise. I love that. Yeah, you know, it's. It's just so interesting because, you know, I know for me, a lot of the themes that come up in readings, um, and I would say more of intuitive readings is mm -hmm. really to find that pleasure and fun. And I get it from both sides too. So spirit yeah. coming through and saying, you know, what do you do for fun? And, you know, right. are you being playful and are you being amused? And, you know, are we living our life this, you know, I know it's not easy and it's life school and we have our challenges, but right. can we be in, can we find the joy? You know, right. can we find the joy? And most of my readings are really helping, you know, and again, I'm the guide, right? It's like a right. lot of the people already know what they need to do. And it's a guidance or a validation, but to find that joy within their heart again, to find the places that will lift them up. And even in the difficulties and challenges, there is joy, you know? And I think from our hardest space, that's where, you know, I know you that's like your calling, right? You're serving, I'm serving right. and it's finding right. that joy. And that's a lot of us have lost that and need to, it's there, it's all there, but we need to find it again. It's, it's in there. It's there. And sometimes I have found that it's the smaller things, you know, I just need to go to the ocean and I start to remember and my aura clears and I'm in the water and I feel free again. Um, and so, you know, making sure that I have, and I make those spaces to balance both the giving, um, and, and, and especially for healers and, and nurses and people who do this profession, you know, uh, somehow, 
we have to learn to put ourselves in the front seat as well and balance it out. But sometimes just, you know, having, having our favorite, um, well, I can't eat too much of the cheese pizza, but we <laughs> the joy. not like when I was in college, but we just, <laughs> I used to order it and they'd be like, is this room four or five, seven? And I was like, mm-hmm, uh-oh, this is a problem. I'm getting there. They know right. me. But really identifying that it doesn't have to be huge things. And then also, you know, I remember saying a prayer uh, where I asked to use gifts and talents that I have this lifetime or any other to bring them forward and to make a difference that I was here. And when I did that and I let go of it a bit, actually the mediumship started to come in stronger. And I thought after news, um, you know, even though I was studying spirituality and mysticism, I was still doing, I got my Screen Actors Guild card. I thought, oh, I'm going to be an actor. Um, and I remember getting this, um, you know, between ego and will, but the getting in front of people, the acting helped me, you know, do, you know, gallery readings or or do the talks or do things like that. But I remember I have an um, an aunt Ange, my dad's sister, who used to go to all my theater, you know, productions when I was in um, high school. And she passed when I was in college. Anyways, a medium was talking, and she she said, "There's this woman here, and she has dark hair, and she says she did you didn't get a ring from her." And this was all sort of you know, newer to me at that time. And, um, I was like, that's right. That, that's Anne Ange. I said, how to ask her, how does she like the last theater production I did? And she came back with, it isn't your strongest gift. And so I was just like, Oh, wait. I remember I like moped. <laughs> 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 because I just loved the emotion of theater and channeling and, and, and having fun and, and doing comedy improv. And I thought, Oh, but she, you know, she was right. You know, I, I, this, this was my calling more than right. anything. But at that time I heard it like, well, you know, this is horrible. <laughs> right. Right. But there were bigger, there were other things waiting for you. Isn't your strongest yeah. gift. So anyways, I've learned to like laugh and that the messages come all along the way. Right. Right. And right. also to ask for help when, you know, somehow we were taught it's not like we're weak if we ask for help, but, you know, I think we're all evolving. I, Rhonda used to say to me, we're evolving, devolving or stuck <laughs> and we can be all of those things. Right. Sure. And we yeah. can also have a, a moment where we, everything just shifts and it's moving forward. There's always learning, right? Haven't you found once you graduate from something, there's then something new, but it doesn't affect us either, either the person or the pattern that we're having problems with, um, the, the family member that whatever we're working on and with in our own pattern system, it, it goes on to something else. So we're always growing and learning, but it no longer affects us in the same way. I think when once we graduate from a particular issue and then it comes back around and waves and says, Hey, are you going to hook in? Right. Or I right. am again. And it's like, well, we're human, you know, we're not perfect. So sometimes we might, but we recognize it quicker. Absolutely. And it's always learning. It's always learning. Right. I think every, every bit of life in, in our world is learning. And it's interesting for me too, because as I've kind of stepped deeper into the mediumship development path over the last four years, you really <laughs> focus more there in 
more intensely, I should say, not that I wasn't doing it before. I really realize all the time that I'm learning more about me. Uh (laughs) It's really been a wake up call. It's it's about me. It's learning more. It's, it's, it's not on the outside of all the, all the parameters and all the things. And I know I'm serving all of that, but it's me and learning about me and who I am. And that is an endless journey. Well, true. And, and even when we go to the other world, I always say, this is what I know so far. I think the whole goal is to, we continue to evolve, right? And we take all the life experience from this life we're in, you know, to the other world when it's our time and we're called and, and, and that's what helps us move forward. Um, and you know, we hear really ultimately it's about love and that's true. And then here, boy, it's everything, isn't it? You know, and then we come back to a place of love, right? Um, Truly beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. So nice. Yes, absolutely. And so, you know, um, the constant learning curve, the, um, (laughs) there was this woman I met, she said, new level, new devil. (laughs) Oh, I know that one. That's a good one. That's a good one, right? New level, new devil. Every time we level up. Right. And so that that's continual. So I, I think even with mediumship, sometimes I go, you know what? There's always something to learn. Um, And I find when I go through something, perhaps personally, and then all of a sudden, I don't know if you've noticed this, all of a sudden there are clients or people that are coming to you that have this issue. And you may have just, you may have worked through it. You may have had it in your past and you're able to be, you know, a helper and a guide through your last experience. Or I'll be reading for somebody where they're saying, you know, you really need to walk or move, or that would be a good idea. And then they're pointing at me, you know, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'll just say, mirror. I can't in all honesty, you know, be saying this without, you know, letting you know that they're also pointing at me as well. I love that. Well, Tina, I could talk forever. I, I we need to yeah. speak much more. I know our, our lives are always moving in many directions, but you're always in my heart and you're always on my mind. Oh. But before I let you go, where can have everybody find you? So your website or what would be the best place for them to connect with you? You know what? Um, probably tinapowers.com. And I have uh, the most amazing person who works with me. Her name's Mary. And if they just want to go directly, Mary at tinapowers.com. But either way, that's probably the clearest and the best way. And then, of course, the the readings at Miraval, when I work there, it's people usually go there and stay. So it's a wellness vacation. And so I remember one time people were calling over there going, okay, I'm supposed to do my reading here. And so, yeah, it's usually a whole, that's a whole pilgrimage to a Miraval. And I've gone to the Berkshires. I've been there twice, which is oh, close to Oh, that's good to table. know. Right beautiful property it was a monastery and others and um it's it's a wow and uh they have a lot of amazing specialists there and um so it's something worth checking out but tinapowers.com is probably the fastest way perfect and then i guess any events that you have any any events any teaching sure. any platforms that will be all listed there as that'll well that'll be that'll be listed okay. on there and that, okay. and, and we always get back to people right away. Good. Well, we're all going to be uh, holding our breath for the television okay. series. Um, you, you'll have to let me know and we'll have to get okay. you back to kind of do a little all premiere. Right. That's very exciting. I love you ladies so much. You um, thank you for you having are, me on your show. Oh, you're so welcome. You're such a beautiful light. So thank you for everything that you do.
And thank you for your podcasting and all the work you're doing. And you're going to, I can't wait to hear about your gallery readings, just sending you light for that. And just know you have so much help with you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll have you with me tomorrow night. 